realistically, no matter how you look on the outside, I feel like you're never really going to be satisfied. You're always going to be chasing something more. Until you feel good about yourself on the inside, it's not really going to translate to the outside anyways. You got to pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. Dream career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're Hint. listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Andrew Dudham, founder of Hims, Erica Nardini, CEO of Barstool Sports, Daniel Dubois and Whitney Tingle, co-founders of Sakara Life, and much, much more. Plus, we asked the million dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Unstoppable. Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from Unstoppable. I'm here with Ainsley Rodriguez. Hi. Welcome. So excited to have you here. <laughs> Thanks so, for having me. Yeah. So Ainsley has the most insane Instagram. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a few minutes and sort of or how you've built it and maybe help some other people think about how do they build it out. When I say insane, she has almost 2 million Instagram followers, yeah. which is just amazing. Amazing, amazing. But uh, just a little bit of background. She's a fitness model and personal trainer out of Miami. Uh I'm living in Miami now, but technically my business is online based. So it's people all over the world are my clients. That's so great. Mm -hmm. And so you're personal training them online. I want to talk about that a little bit as well. That's amazing how you've been able to build that business. So, you know, basically on this Instagram account, she shares a lot of workout videos and diet tips and recipes, as well as client transformation photos, which I could not believe the changes in some of the photos that I saw on there. So you pursued a medical degree prior mm-hmm. to going yeah, what this a change, route. Right? <laughs> Huge. So and eventually took a job at a supplement company then decided that she was going to start to build this out. So uh, you grew up in Miami? Is that yeah. how, what brought you back there? Amazing. Born and raised in Miami. I, I just Miami. haven't had a reason to leave. Yeah, yeah, the weather don't do well with the cold. So That's awesome. So take us back to kind of when you actually started, you know, this mm-hmm. idea. Or what gave you the idea to actually or, or really the courage to go and start, you know, really the, the company? So ironically enough, I actually never had social media before. I wasn't really about it. Um, I was going to school. Again, I was at FIU. I was studying for the MCATs at the time, substitute teaching part-time. And I started working for a supplement company kind of as a a side gig, you know, as a a substitute teacher, you don't really make too much. So I was like, let me pick up some extra cash. Um, So I met someone at the gym one day. I always went to the gym because I loved it. Nothing more. And he was like, hey, you know, we have a spot as a demo girl, pretty much set up shop at a supplement store on the weekend, a couple hours here and there. So I was like, okay. And then the supplement company is the one that required me to have an Instagram. So that was actually the only reason I even started an Instagram was because it was a requirement for them. And then at the time, I feel like Instagram was very different than what it is now. Nobody was really posting selfies. This This was probably about seven or eight years ago now. Yeah. And again, different company. Yeah, right. and very it's different just, Instagram. Yeah, very I mean, different. what it's turned into is absolutely crazy because if you had told me that I could be making a living off of Instagram or online at the least, I would have told you you were crazy. 
you know, so the way that this spiraled out was actually a blessing in disguise because I was dreading the MCAT and going to med school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started posting content that was pretty much organic to me. I love the gym. So a lot of it was, you know, a screenshot of notepad and like a workout I was doing or healthy recipes because that's what I loved. It wasn't even photos of myself at the time. And then it started to grow organically. So it's like little did I know, but what I was putting out there was actually content that was valuable for other people, you know, and I was doing it again, very organically. And that's kind of where it started to grow. And you were storytelling and sort of like and doing what was natural Mm -hmm. to you and authentic. It was my day to day, whatever I did and what I did to stay in shape or what I believed in and what I thought. And it kind of carried on from there. So you were just living your life and people were responding back to you. And where was sort of the spark that allowed you to kind of say, okay, I think I've got a business here? Supply and demand, right? So there was a bunch of people that after posting so many healthy recipes were like, do you have an ebook or some kind of like healthy recipe book? And I was like, what the heck's an ebook? You know? So I did what anyone would do. I jump on Google, I Google ebook. And lo and behold, to me, it looked like a PDF. So that's what I did. I took 15 recipes, slapped them in the PDF and manually PayPal invoice people for $10. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And then after that, you know, the whole training thing, again, I had never been a personal trainer. I had trained myself because I wanted to um, and because I enjoyed it. And people started asking me, do you do diet and training programs for people? Lo and behold, Google comes into play again. We figure out uh, what certifications I needed, went ahead and got everything I needed from nutrition and training, and then started being able to write programs for people online. So that was really the that start was really of the, the start of it, yeah. And how many years ago was that? About seven or eight now. And mm-hmm. so, building your brand on Instagram, what do you mm-hmm. think? Like, what do you think above and beyond the? I mean, that was sort of the start of it. Right. The recipes and and really, mm-hmm. I mean, you think diet was really the the yeah, number one? I feel that. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. 
And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, The Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Like diet is what people struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most people finding sometimes you got to sweat in, you know, and they always say you can't outwork a bad diet. It's very true. You know, it's much easier to intake a thousand calories than it is to go and burn them off. You know, and that's where people kind of have the most difficult time is like, if you think about a slice of cake, maybe 800 calories, how many hours are you going to need to spend in the gym just to burn off that one slice of cake? You know, so that's kind of the reason that diet a lot of times outweighs even the training portion of things, although both are important. What do you think is the number one thing that people in terms of diet like? You know, nowadays through all of my ups and downs, I mean, I was kind of the opposite of most people. So instead of being overweight, I was severely underweight where I was on every fad diet possible. I was restricting my calories ever since I was probably 13. I started writing down the calorie count of every single food I would eat in a notebook. 
And then I would go to the gym and I would make sure I would burn off every calorie. I looked extremely sick. In my head, I was eating, but little did I know that's what I was burning off, you know? So I slowly developed eating disorders. And that was years of ups and downs to overcome. That was a, a really tough struggle. Yeah. And I feel like so many people, even men, you yeah. know, we feel like it's more prevalent in females, but men go through it too. Bulimia, anorexia, being afraid of food. So I think that a lot of times overstressing those things, you know, is kind of what gets people in that downward spiral. And it's almost like, realistically, no matter how you look on the outside, I feel like you're never really going to be satisfied. Or you're always going to be chasing something more. So it's like until you feel good about yourself on the inside, it's not really going to translate to the outside anyways. That's a really, really good point. So in terms of diet, what do you tell people like just? So I'm a huge advocate of making healthy choices most of the time. I'm also a huge advocate of people finding the healthy foods that they enjoy and sticking to those. You know, if you hate chicken and broccoli, I'm not going to tell you to eat chicken and broccoli because you're not going to do it. Or you're going to do it, you're going to feel miserable doing it, and then you're going to toss up your hands, throw in the towel, and you're done. You know, so it's like find out how you can maybe season your food better or what little tricks can you do? Or, hey, if you love pizza, okay, can we work on portion control? You know, allow yourself to have it, but maybe have a slice or two and not a whole pie. Because I felt like even through my personal struggles, that was a huge downward spiral as well, was so much restriction led to this binge cycle where I couldn't have a slice of cake. If I had even a bite, it would turn into like an entire thing, you know, and that's when bulimia comes into play, you know? So it was definitely this whole like stressing about the food and and trying all these bad diets and that deprivation just really leading to that that cycle that makes such a di- big difference mm-hmm. that's awesome that you figured that out so yeah it took a long time it was yeah. definitely a roller coaster it wasn't a an upward hill so building the brand how do people i mean you're kind of living the dream right you're yeah, you've built this brand like, on instagram <laughs> and, and you know you're living off of that i mean what do you think people need to do or what are people doing wrong i guess who aren't sort of building it as Mm -hmm. fast as they want or, or overall, like, you know, aren't sort of getting their name out there. I mean, what what do you think is the key? I think one definite key is consistency. Mm -hmm. So too many people start and they're like, I'm not going anywhere. And they kind of just give up. And it's like, you really do have to be consistent. And that's consistency with posting. And people are like, how am I going to post every day? Or how am I going to post, you know, twice a week or whatever? And it, it really is, you know, And then the other thing is just remaining authentic, you know, and being vulnerable. And I think now at least I've started to see Instagram and social media kind of allow that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I think that before, especially me, when I first started, I'm sure all of us go through it. There's like this stigma where you need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if it's not the perfect photo, you don't want to post it. If it's not the perfect this, if it's not the perfect that, or you're scared to let people know that you don't have it all figured out Mm -hmm. or that you don't know. You know, so I think now opening up about those things definitely is kind of like a sigh of relief. And I feel like it's beautiful as well, because at the end of the day, people are able to better connect to you and relate to you. And it kind of just gives them a little bit more, you know, warm towards you and yourself a little bit more credibility when they can relate back to you. I think that's super true. I, I feel like, you know, Instagram definitely more and more people are going towards the being much more authentic and much less mm-hmm. perfect. And particularly since they launched stories, I think yeah. that stories really gives people an opportunity to kind of just say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's my real me. And 
you know, there's other social platforms. I mean, we talked briefly about TikTok. I think mm-hmm. TikTok is like such a great example where people are like, whatever, just show yeah. up and just turn it on and <laughs> have some and, fun. Yeah. yeah. And have some fun. And, and definitely for a few teenagers in my house. And they're definitely one in particular is, you know, he definitely choreographs. So he'll kill me for saying this, but mm-hmm. a lot of what he's doing on TikTok, but it looks for like sure. it's very, you know, has he asked you to do one with him yet? Well, I jumped into a TikTok about a month ago, and I'm due uh-huh. f- to jump into another one. And he thought it was really great. So uh, at first he didn't, and then he <laughs> saw that it got some traction, and then he was like, "Oh, you have to I've come seen back." Quite and a make... few parents on there, yeah, yeah. doing it. So, but I'm That's not, nice. you know, doing the dance and on his thing. I sort of like jump into it, and people thought it was really funny. So it's <laughs> it's awesome. So what is next for you? I mean, what? So this year I just started my own product line. So we started with nut butter frostings. Uh, those did extremely well. We sold out within three days. That's um, amazing. All yeah. online? All online. That's that's amazing. I have to mm-hmm. try these. Yes. And so what are the ingredients? So we have four different flavors and we have a fifth one that's a promotional item. They Two of them are vegan friendly. The other two are not just because one of them does have some white chocolate chips in there for a little bit of extra flavor. But essentially, they're made either of cashews, hazelnuts, or almonds, palm oil, and then some stevia for sweeteners and a little bit of erythritol. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so they're like frosting for. Yeah, it's for... kind of like a flavored nut butter. So everyone's yeah. like, what do you do with them? Yeah. I'm like, well, they kind of taste good on everything, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I love them on rice cakes. Um, the cinnamon is awesome. When you warm up an apple, you kind of just drizzle that on top. That it's amazing good. inside of your shakes. So it's like you can literally put it anywhere. A lot of people just spoon it out of the jar and eat it. Or I think really we're all guilty yummy. of that one, too. So this yeah. is your first. How many flavors? We have four right now, four base flavors, and we have five because the fifth one is going to be changing. So right now our fifth one was pumpkin, and then that one's going to be swapping out. So we'll always have our base four. Only online at the moment. Yeah. Only online. That's Mm -hmm. good. And do they come in a powder version or is it? No. Right now we're just doing the actual nut butters. And then um, we are going to go into skincare and hair care come this summer. So that'll be exciting. And then we're actually launching cookies, collagen-based protein cookies. Yep. In wow. the beginning of March. So that we're almost is, there in about three weeks. That's amazing. And you're doing yeah. it all out of Florida? Yes. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. How many people in your company now? Right now, it's eight of us. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. Do you think you'll ever go into stores or? You know, we have talked about it. So I guess the beautiful thing about social media as well is that even the second that we launched, I feel like sometimes people have to wait to get approached from stores and stuff like that or have some kind of, you know, traction in order to get in there. But the beautiful thing is that I have a ton of people that follow me that own like these little boutique supplement stores that wanted to get that in there. So I was talking to one of my partners and I'm like, hey, we need to get wholesale pricing now. You know, again, this was my first stab at products. So everything is like very new. It's really exciting because I've been doing the same thing for eight years. I'm like, let's go. That's awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. if you can build it online, I mean, it's uh, you're building your brand that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to the stores. What do you think? Coming from someone who... You know, so we started out in stores and now 40% of our business is direct to consumer. And so, but stores are still really important for us. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you know, they're 60% of our overall revenue. I think today that the consumer really decides where they're going to buy your product. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if you're not online and in stores that you're missing an audience that is not going to buy from you online Mm -hmm. and so i and i think that the instagram instagram will kill me for saying this but Mm -hmm. i think that the instagram audience is not a hundred percent tuned in to actually buying online and you know i think that they're 
you know, I don't think the TikTok audience yet. No, I don't think so. I think it's also a younger audience. Yeah. I think you have to know your demo, right? And so they might be, I -hmm. mean, coming up, but they're just not really there yet. So you have, you know, a lot of people who might be really interested in your products that are, you know, not on Instagram, not on TikTok. And, you know, maybe they go into Target and, you know, they'll start to see your brand. Maybe they'll, you know, hear somebody that had talked about you or whatever, and they just can't really figure out how to work Instagram or whatever. So I don't think you have to run to go and do and open in stores. But I think that, you know, it's also just figuring out if your goal is really to help lots of people, then I think you need to be in stores. And I think even beyond supplement stores, because I think there's a lot of people that don't go in to supplement Mm -hmm. stores, right? Because they don't like think that they necessarily they're afraid to get healthy because right. they think like they failed so many times you feel before. like there's like an intimidation factor where yeah. they're just like yeah it, and even, i think like they think it. it's too hard and yeah. so they've given up and so they're not gonna i mean i think it's the same thing like when hint came out you know 14 years ago now my goal was to help people enjoy water and so we figured out when we it's just the skins and oils of the fruit that is in the in every bottle whether it's pineapple or cherry or whatever and um so we we actually sent it to a lab to actually calculate the number of calories and the lab was like oh this is amazing because it's you know zero calories and i was like but that's like that's normal i mean it's water i mean why wouldn't it be zero calories and they were like oh everybody's like i mean at that time everybody was there was no zero calorie drinks. It was, they were all like 10 calories. 10 calories right? And so, and so it was really like, they were like, wow, you've actually created this amazing product that doesn't have any calories in it. And like, that will be huge. And I never really wanted to emphasize that because I just didn't think that, you know, calories was really like people who had been afraid of calories, right? Mm-hmm. For so long, I wanted them to enjoy my drink. And so for, you know, probably the first two years I would hear from people, they'd write me and they still write me, but they, they're like, gosh, you know, what do you put in this drink? Because I'm losing weight. I like know that I can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and well, so amazing. I'm always the person in the company, you know, then and, and still to this day, that's like, don't emphasize that it's like good for you or it's like diet or it's mm-hmm. like those kind of words I think are, you know, that's really for niche audiences that, you know, obviously, you know, those are big businesses and supplements and et cetera, but I really wanted to create a mainstream product. And so I think if you're really trying to create, if you really believe that your product can actually help like everybody and not just people that are focused on, you know, looking good and feeling good, I think that you need to you know, get much out. Niche, yeah, it's right? it's much bigger. And, you know, I think Amazon, I mean, a lot of people, we we sell a lot on our site at drinkhint.com, but then we also sell through Amazon and that's kind of where we started. Like, I think Amazon, I mean, definitely has, you know, its challenges where, you know, they own the email addresses. You don't mm-hmm. own the email addresses. But having said that, you know, they I have a huge audience and they use it all the time. Yeah, and their mass appeal. I mean, they're as much you know, appeal as to the average consumer as a Costco or Target or, you know, Walmart. I I mean, the Walmart shopper is going on Amazon and Mm -hmm. buying stuff to have shipped to their home. So even if, you know, I'm a huge believer, even if you have your own site, 
that mm-hmm. Amazon is also a place where if you want to broaden your audience, I think that they're on Amazon before they're going on Instagram, yeah. at least to shop. I know and, I am. Yeah. Especially drinks. I was like coming from a fitness person, it's going to sound so lazy, but drinks are the one thing I love to order on Amazon because I just don't want to put it in the cart mm-hmm. or the basket. I'm like, if it's not in a basket, it's not coming home with me. Yeah. And and you don't I'm have like, to I'd rather just have it at yeah. home. I'd rather just have those. it on my doorstep and then put them in my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And and I think, you know, even at times it's uh, challenging, I think, for a brand, but their recommendation services too, if you can figure out like who is your customer, like try to figure out how to get your product to come up alongside, you know, mm-hmm. some of those products too. I think that that's such a huge you know, benefit in going right. through some of the search services as well. But anyway, so going back mm-hmm. to, so tomorrow, give us like a sneak peek of sort of what are some of the things for people who can't be here tomorrow? Like, what do you think are like the key things that Brian is having you, Brian Mazza, who, who's running this conference is having you chat about? So tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit about social media and kind of how to build your audience, how to monetize it. I think definitely a key point, especially, I mean, I would say both for males and females, maybe more so females, that I definitely went through in the beginning of Instagram too, was chasing likes and followers mm-hmm. versus what kind of person is actually buying from you. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's talk about even bikini, bikini photos. We all mm-hmm. do them, right? But there's a big difference between a male clicking on that because he thinks you're sexy or hot versus like, someone who's actually coming to you because you're credible and they want to buy your product, they want to sign up with you or because you have some knowledge behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that a lot of people got addicted to that part of things versus again just remaining authentic to yourself and you know those things are cool every once in a while that people know you worked hard and I'm all about self-confidence so I love it, but I think it's also the message that you put behind it that makes a little bit of a difference. I think that's yeah, so. that's huge. So when you look at like the e-commerce side of it, has it been mm-hmm. tougher for you on Instagram to sort of, you know, look at those audiences and try and figure out exactly how to build that audience? Or what What do you think are the biggest challenges there? You know, I would say in the beginning it was because Instagram was mainly just photos mm-hmm. when it first started. So it was never video. You could never really even kind of bring your personality yeah. out and let alone knowledge. Like it just wasn't being run that way. It was kind of just photos with not much else. So I do think that it posed a challenge at first, like just in terms of males and stuff like that. But as I've progressed, like I think just me again, opening up about things, about eating disorders, about things that I've been through. Like actually just last week, I had capsular contraction in one of my implants and I had to go under the knife again for the fifth time to get them redone. Wow. And the just last week, yeah, just last week. (laughs) Um, So the influx of just females, and for me again, I'm just sharing my life, and I'm like, hey guys, this totally sucks. I can't be in the gym for six weeks, but I'll show you what I'm doing diet wise to kind of you know keep it up. And if I can walk, I can walk. And the influx of just females being like, oh my god, I went through that, or hey, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that? I was just like, well, I wasn't really expecting that, you know. I was just kind of like, sorry, I can't post any workouts for the next six weeks, you know. So it was actually really nice and it was really kind of comforting as well because knowing that I could help them versus I wish I knew certain things before I had to go through this five times. Well, and you're you building know? this community of exactly. honesty, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is is super, yeah. super huge. What do you think is is kind of the, the key thing in getting them to share? Uh, do you ask people to share or 
in terms of something like last week, I think they do it kind of voluntarily where they feel again, like they can relate back to it or they have a story or they're like, hey, I think I'm going through this too. or I went through that, you know, and it does definitely create again, that confidence. I try my best to respond to everyone. That's something I'm really, really big on. You know, if someone takes the time out of their day to write to me, I want to make sure that I try to give them that attention back as well. Um, and I also think that's how you keep, you know, the people who have been loyal to you loyal and, you know, believing in, in anything that, that you say. Yeah, I think it's, it's huge. So and are you asking people to actually join email lists? And Well, anyone that has I don't like to really force things on people. I provide yeah. people with information based on, again, what I do and what I think. I do share my client transformations. And anytime anyone has inquiries, I always either direct them into my DM, tell them to send me an email, whatever it is. And I kind of just get back to them and let them know here here's what I can do, whatever questions they have, I'm happy to answer, you know, but usually I like to, to kind of let them be the ones to take it upon themselves to take the next step. That's awesome. Is your most of your audience male or female? Female, believe it or not. Yeah, I definitely went through a shift. There was a point where I mean, my page was just stagnant. And what was happening was I was actually losing the males and gaining the females, which I loved. Yeah, so that's super great. And yeah. demographic-wise, where are people all over? So or? they are all over. U.S. is still my top. Um, Mexico is actually my second, so I do speak Spanish as well. And then um, my top cities are actually New York, California, and Texas. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And do you speak Spanish on oh, on Instagram? You or? know, I don't. I have before, and I try to translate my captions as much as I can. But doing everything twice is just it's a lot. <laughs> It's so much, you know, and then I kind of dabbled before on Spanish a little bit, but I felt like the people that were new and were following me in English were kind of like, wait, does she speak Spanish? You know, it was a little confusing. So every once in a while you hear Spanglish come out, you know, do you think, do you see any people that are doing like translation, like doing both? Yeah. A lot of people do both. Yeah, It's interesting. It's interesting because I, I think that the Mexican audience overall, I think, ex- particularly in Mexico and in Latin America, seems mm-hmm. to be growing a lot. I was just in Instagram. Oh, they're huge. They're uh, like the number one consumer. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, it's it's huge. So the that's really interesting. The thing about Latin Americans, too, is they're very loyal to other Latin Americans mm-hmm. as well. So I feel like most people do kind of speak some a little bit of English, even if they're, I've been to Mexico countless times. You know, a lot of people do That's understand awesome. it, at least, you know, yeah. enough to defend themselves. You've been growing this community. Mm-hmm. You've got products coming out. So much going on. That's that's amazing. So I always ask people, well, first of all, what's your favorite hint flavor? Uh, I want to say pineapple. So, yeah. It's also because I've been downing so much pineapple. Lately. I love the pineapple, too. <laughs> I'm drinking the pineapple right now as well. What makes you unstoppable? Um, I think it's my drive to kind of never be complacent and keep on going. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's great. I think every new and exciting opportunity is kind of just something I want to say yes to. And again, just kind of keep on helping others along the way. And it's like, I've been through so much. Why not let them learn from the mistakes I've been through? That's awesome. Well, I think you're you share that with people as well, which mm-hmm. helps build confidence uh, okay. just by your own storytelling of, you know, being authentic. And I think that that's super, super key. So where can people find you to support you? And and how can we support you? So my Instagram handle is at Ainsley, A-I-N-S-L-E-Y. And I have Facebook and Twitter as well. And then my website is AinsleyRodriguez.com. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks so much, Ainsley. Excited to hear you talk tomorrow too. And it'll it'll be uh, great. Yeah. So thanks so much. Thank you. like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. 
You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. unstoppable.